Welcome to The Thinking Tree, a podcast to help believers renew their minds and reform their hearts. I'm Adam Sanchez. And I'm Jeff No. And today we are discussing AI and the potential dangers of using software that mimics human responses. All right, so if you are joining us today, uh, I really encourage you to go back, if you haven't already, and listen to the previous episode on the potential benefits of AI, because this is a follow-up to that episode. And in that one, I explained uh, more of what we mean when we're talking about AI, kind of in our discussion here. So if you haven't listened, go back, take a listen. This discussion will pretty much only make sense in the context of having listened to that one uh, first. So today, we want to discuss the dangers as we see this development of AI increasing and as humans interact with it more and more. Uh, so mm-hmm. really, Jeff, we want to start out here. What initial dangers can we see with the use of, e- of AI? And that could be in the marketplace and with jobs, uh, potential daily tasks. So as we consider AI in the daily life of a, of a Christian uh, or even just a person right. here in, in the West, uh, how could um, some people think is, is a potential blessing, as we talked about, how could that actually turn out to be a curse? Yeah, if people listen to last weeks, you you probably heard, even as we were talking about the benefits, we couldn't help but like dip our toe into the, but be concerned, yeah, and right? And give a caution, yeah. Right, because there, and, and, and a lot of the reason why we know this stuff can turn into a curse is because we know the heart of man. Mm. We know the sinful nature of man, right? So there's always gonna be people that take advantage of it, that use it for evil purposes. We, we can, I can guarantee it. Yeah. And I'm not a prophet. <laughs> but I can guarantee it because yeah. I know the heart of man. We know the human heart. Right. Yep. So there's a whole bunch of ways that would that this could turn into a curse. And and to me, the biggest one is the employment issue. Hmm. There's going to be a lot of jobs phased out by AI eventually. Be simple tasks that can be done by machines that you don't need to pay somebody. And as as we we try to raise the you know the the minimum wage. Yeah. Uh, what is, I'm not sure yeah, what it is. Minimum is it wage fifteen here. twenty dollars now. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to go away. A lot of these jobs are going to be taken away. And what that does, sadly, is it moves us more towards a socialist you know, perspective. You're going to have the rich getting richer and the poor getting poor in mm-hmm. a separation. And so you're probably going to see us move towards UBI. Yeah, uh, that universal probably, basic income. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to have too many unskilled people that can't find jobs because right. AI has taken those jobs. Yeah. And so again, that moves us towards social welfare and, and ultimately socialism. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure the the globalists would love that. I mean, that's, we're, we're playing conspiracy theories theorists now. No, the globalists would love that, right? Anything that moves us away from, from free markets towards socialism is what they want. So um, yeah, that's probably number one. Uh, there's a whole bunch of ways. Though. We, t- I know you and I talked recently about about personal creativity. Mm. What about the? How does this affect the arts? If you can use machines to mimic good music, good writing, uh, do we need actors? Do we need mm. musicians? If you can, yeah, you think it, about deep faking, yeah, and yeah all that. I, I mean, I've already heard people take, you know, bars from from Drake or or some other artist, right? And 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 certain beats, and they're making music that is as good as Drake can produce, mm. right? So it's kind of scary. You're like, that's really good. Um, and so I was just trying to be hip there by dropping Drake's name yeah, twice. Yeah, that was impressive. Thank you yeah, very much. Yeah, good job. Uh, but yeah, the same thing with movies. You know, Do we need to pay an actor $20 million if we can do it with a deep fake, right? Uh, so the arts are definitely going to be impacted. Think about the education world. Um, everything can be faked now. Mm. You use chat GPT to write your papers. Ooh, yeah. 
how does a professor even grade your papers yeah, anymore? How do they know if somebody actually learned something? Right, right. The education world gets affected. The legal, the justice system, think about evidence. How do we convict people based on all kinds of things that now can be deep faked? You can't rely on video anymore. Mm. Because it can AI can mimic voices, it can it will look a hundred percent real. Yeah. So video evidence is thrown out, audio evidence is thrown out. So the I think the justice system gets affected a great deal by this. Um, there's so many ethical issues uh, because machines are making decisions outside of human instincts. Mm-hmm. So think about that. You can't take human instincts and put them in, in into an algorithm. So the example that's often cited is if you're in a self-driving car. What happens when that car has a choice to either hit a pedestrian or to drive into oncoming traffic? Ooh. Right? The human <sighs> instinct would, would think that through in, in a split second, but an algorithm is now going to determine that, right? So there's all kinds of ethical issues. In my profession, think about this. Already there's a, a terrible, terrible trend of downloading other people's sermons and yep. preaching them on Sundays. Yep. Well, if I can use AI to write my sermon, what takes me 30 hours in a week, I can get done in 10 minutes. Think about that. So you've got pastors now bringing, you know. Uh, oh. Yeah. I mean, they've so already been things, doing right? it. They've been purchasing their, yeah. their whole websites devoted yep. Yep. so that pastors could purchase pre-written things. Yep. And then, you know, prominent pastors even have a team of writers. They right. say it's a group thing and right. we just, you know, all write it, even though one right. takes credit and all that. Mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. There there's so much to be lost with AI. Yeah. And I don't think that most people sit and think about the loss. I think we're always enamored with the new. We're always enamored with the shiny. When we see that that email can be answered by AI so much faster, we're like, oh, right. that's gonna save me time. Right. But then we don't think about, oh, there are gonna be thousands of artists in various form, whether they're music, whether they're acting, whether they're uh, drawing, yeah. whether they're writing, you name it. There's going to be so many who are going to be out of work yeah, because AI can do it and it right. can do it cheaper. And there's going to be a firm of people who are managing the AI and helping it to learn and be better and better. And and then we start seeing that nature of, of humans where we don't have to do anything and we take all the credit for it. And right. you have a robot who does your work for you and earns you income and comes back at the end of the day. So you can sit there just like a uh, Wally, right. And yeah. enjoy your, your screen, your Netflix for the infinity, you know, until you, till you die. And that will be seen by the world as a moral good. Yes. That's the scary thing. They'll think this is the, this is the, the height of technology and this is good and flourishing. Blah, this blah, blah. is what wealth right. looks like. Right. This right. is what, Yeah. And what people are going to end up filling their time with, and this is the the issue of worship, they're not going to fill their time with honoring Christ. Mm. The average person is not going to say, oh, I've been freed up from these burdens of my life. Therefore, now I'm going to go worship Jesus and worship God. The average person is actually just going to turn to the same vices that they're already worshiping, and they're going to spend more time doing it. More time. Have you noticed that technology, so so when I was younger, everybody said technology was going to free up your life. And, it was and gonna, yet it's made and everyone it's, a everybody's, slave. Everybody's so much busier. Yeah. It made everything faster, so we just put more stuff into the mm-hmm. vacuum, and now we're moving faster with it. Yep. Oh, my goodness. We are so naive. We're so easily fooled. Easily. And we can see, uh, this is the danger, right? We can see the handprint 
of the ancient enemy yeah. all over this. Absolutely. It does not mean that every form of AI and every software application of it is intrinsically evil and right. wicked. Right. But what we can see is, as you mentioned, the trajectory is set. Yeah. As these things are added into human culture and human society, this is ushering in yet another age, another advancement where we are getting closer to the end. Yeah. When you can't tell what is true, as you just noted, you know, yeah. video evidence no longer valid, audio yep. evidence no longer valid. When you can't tell what is true, right? How can you tell what is real and what is false? You you join Pilate in saying, "What is truth?" Right. Yeah. Wow. No, I mean, I know every every generation has said it, but how can you not recognize that? Yeah, this is just another giant step down to the end. So, okay, and, and I'll pause on all the, the downs, <laughs> you know, uh, at least the intensity on that okay. one. Well, let's talk about another downside potentially. Uh, is there a point in which using AI could lessen the IQ of the average person? Because they're going to be able to ask a computer to do their work rather than having to go through that knowledge and experience themselves. So is there a point that it could lessen the IQ of the average person? Absolutely. It, it, this is already proven. Right now, we have so much more technology available to us than when I was young. And, and our culture is so much more dumbed mm. down. And it shows up over and over again in surveys and questions. We are, we're a dumber society because of the shortcuts, because we've been handed all this stuff and yet there's so much of it that we've lost. It's like we're so scattered, right? And we're so drawn to all this comfort and experience. Yeah, we're not a smarter uh, culture or a smarter generation because of the technology we have. And I, I think this is another, another step down that road. Yeah, I would even just add to that, that the ability to reason or mm. to discern, that really has been lost with yeah, technology because right. you have technology making decisions for you or you look up somebody's point that they made in their speech or their sermon and you say, this is what I believe. Right. Rather than actually doing the work, like you mentioned, you know, if a pastor is not doing their work of studying the text, of writing original thoughts, yeah. that they're not so special that no one has ever thought them or you know could ever imagine them, but they're unique to that individual yeah. who has spent the time in the text, who has been reading God's word and wrestling with God's word. Therefore, they are unique to that person. Mm -hmm. And then that person brings the word of God to bear in their explanation, their study. Rather than doing that, we have a generation of people who just look something up and say, well, I saw on YouTube that this is what you should say. <laughs> this is what I should believe. And I disagree with you because I heard so-and-so say this. So what do you say to that? Yeah. And what I want to say is, well, why don't you bring that person into the room to talk to me because <laughs> you don't have an original thought of your own. Right. That's the right. rub. And, right. and I don't want to be aggressively you know, upset about that, but it is frustrating that our generation tends to have a bunch of so-and-so said this and that's what I believe yeah. rather than saying, Here's here's truth from God's war that I've been wrestling with. Yeah. And here's my conviction that I'm struggling with. Yeah. And I found this person who said this, but really this is my issue. Yeah. I don't hear a lot of people saying that. I hear most people that want to quarrel and quibble take the side of somebody else. Yeah. And they don't do the work. So yep. with that, there's a rub. You're going to lose IQ points and ability to problem solve and all that. Absolutely. Okay. So unseen dangers. We've talked about some things that may be more obvious. You know, we got the writer strike that's going on and there's issues with AI and, you know, the impact that it can have of, of being generative um, in nature. But let's talk about some unseen dangers, areas where uh, where we we might see that humans can 
uh, treat that software or, or think that software could be something more than it ought to be. Mm. We already see this with humans right now where we treat animals, for example, like pets. Yeah. We treat pets like humans. How many friends, loved loved friends that have tr- treated their animals like humans yeah. and said, this is my baby and have a stroller or whatever. You know, and we might have thoughts about that. Is it likely then that people could treat AI and the future of robotics the same way? So is it possible that people are going to look to AI for friendships, for relationships, rather than with real people? And how should Christians think about that? Well, yeah, of course, of course, of course this is going to become a massive problem because, again, the human heart, right? If we can design relationships that benefit us, we'll do it all the time right? I can just use this relationship yep. for me. I don't have to put anything into it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to serve somebody else. If this friendship, this romantic relationship, whatever, is all programmed by me to benefit me, you're going to see all kinds of people fall into that trap. You're going to find, I mean, again, we already right now, because of technology, we have all these people living in basements somewhere. If they can, if you can just drop off some food on the on the doorstep, I'm going to live down here <laughs> in my basement, in my, in my 3D world with my video games. Don't bother me. I'm and, and maybe I can make enough income, you know, on YouTube or whatever to, to sustain that lifestyle. I don't need people. Mm. That's the thing. I don't need people is what, is what the message is. And how sad is this for, for human flourishing? Yeah. Uh, and we talked about it even in the last episode, right? This idea that technology always changes relationships. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've already deteriorated over the last 20 to 30 years because of the internet, because yeah. of online tools. So, so this is going to make it even worse we just, we're going to get to this place where we live in our own ecospheres and we don't have to come out of it. Right. Again, just as long as DoorDash brings some yeah. food to me, yeah. I don't have to step out of my world that I've created mm-hmm. for myself. How sick spiritually, mentally, emotionally would such a person be? Yeah. And it's all about you yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. And that really does speak to the human heart because at its core, without Christ, the human heart is all about self. Yeah, uh, pride is the root of all sin, not not of all kinds. Money is the root of all kinds of mm. evil. Pride is the root of all sin. Yeah. Thinking of self as the most important, meaning as the one that ought to be worshipped. Yeah, that's the root of all sin. We see that going back to the garden, and we see that in every aspect of disobedience uh, from the Old Testament to the New. Mm. So, with that, I mean, seeing AI as as friendships is absolutely the danger. People already, for example, in Japan, they've already made it allowable to marry an inanimate object. Mm. How much more will they be willing to marry an animate object? Yeah. One that interacts with them in some way, whether it speaks to them, whether it has facial expressions with them. And one day, whether that that robotic or, or really AI software is now imprinted into a robot that is physically engaging yeah. with them. The wickedness is off the charts right. for what is possible. We have not even scratched the surface of all the wickedness, and it will come in the years, uh, in the months, in the years, in the decades uh, to follow as AI is is developed more and more, mm. and people figure out wicked ways to use it. Uh, it will be an, an immense problem for Christians thinking about this. I mean, for example, your phone right now. We have enough technology in our pockets where in 15 minutes. It can learn your voice so that if you were to lose your voice, you would be able to still communicate with people in a spoken way. Now, on the one hand, if you're still alive, that can be a wonderful thing. If a you tool, were to lose right? your voice and you, you're you using that, that can be a great blessing. But now think about this. 
if you're not alive, could your voice be still used? Mm. Is an ethical question for the the moralist, not yeah. the Christian, but the moralist is an ethical question for the Christian. It's a biblical question. You should only believe what is real. Mm. We should not use those things that are encouraging us to believe in a fantasy. Yeah. So whether that's using AI in a fantastical way to date the person virtually that said no to you Ooh. or to date that famous person that you would never have a chance getting to meet, but now they're saying sweet nothings to you right. in private. Now all of that becomes wow. a wicked fantasy world that AI generates. Wow. There's a lot there, and another episode we'll have to dig in more yeah. uh, on those kinds of things. Well, and as as we see this stuff happening more and more, we'll just have to keep talking about it and keep warning the body. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay, so let's close with this question then. Consumer-grade AI, and that's the kind that's already included on, on most of our cell phones I just mentioned about losing or using it to mimic your voice, are, that already exists. It's in the palm of our hands. So how should a Christian think about using that that potential AI to mimic a dead relative or a relationship mm. with that person. How do we think about that very specifically? What should the Christian think about using AI in a fantastical or uh, really in an improper way? Well, beyond it just being plain creepy, I think we, we can all agree <laughs> on that. But but as Christians, we're, again, we're after what is, what is real and what is true. We, t- we talk about this even with the transgender issue. Like, mm. what, is, what is biological reality? Yeah. How has God made us, right? So we're after what is reality, what is true, right? And those are the things we should focus on in the Christian life. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's not profitable for us in any way. Yeah. It's, um, oh my God. I, I, it, it, this is the type of stuff your mind can go a lot of different yes. places on, and and again, because we know the human heart, it's going to go there. Wherever you think it can go, it'll yeah. probably go 10 steps further. Yeah. And we're going to see this uh, play out. And so we're just going to have to keep watching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would echo what you said uh, in the last episode about profitable versus, um, you know, lawful. If, mm. It could be lawful. Right. But is it profitable? What I would say in this is it's not profitable. Right. So it, it's dealing with something that's not real. Yeah. And from a counseling side, I can understand the grief that a mm. person goes through when they lose somebody that they love. Yeah, It's not a matter of diminishing the grief or trying to encourage somebody uh, to just get over it. That's not the issue. What we want to do, though, is love them with true things. Mm. And if we are, we, we talk about what you win them with, you win them too. Yeah. If we win somebody with, uh, you know, the voice of a dead loved one and say, this is how you know God loves you because he allowed you to listen to the voice of your dead loved one. Now they're not one to the God who is sovereign over life and death. Yeah. They are one to the ability to speak and communicate with a fake version yeah. of their loved one. And they think that God's love is bound up there rather than bound up in the heaven seated with Christ. Yeah, That's the difficulty that we're dealing with when we talk about uh, using AI in this in this capacity where it could appear to be good. Yeah, they'll, could, they'll try to sell it as they'll, good. They'll sell it as being a blessing and a benefit yeah. and won't you feel so comforted and all that. But if your comfort is not in God, yeah. it's no comfort at all. But that's the way that they're going to package it. What a great encouragement to the body to, to hear what Adam just said. They're going to package it and sell it to you as good. And, and from a human fleshly perspective, you, you might be swayed by that. Mm-hmm. What do we do with it? We take it to the word. Are, are we sure about this, right? Yeah. Okay, the world's selling this as something good. I, I, I might be able to like play the pluses and minus game, but we take it to the scripture. Yeah. And we say, wait, hold on a second. 
The Lord is after what is true, what is real. Yeah, so that's um, that's a good warning. Well, this issue is, it's going to continue. Yeah. We're just on the forefront of this one. Uh, we want to underscore what you just said, Jeff, that we, we need to think biblically about these things. We can't just engage with it without thinking. We need to be thinking believers. We mm. need to be Bereans yeah. who are testing and searching the scriptures uh, about everything that we experience, especially with technology. We don't need to fear it, but right. we do need to be cautious about right. it. Uh, and so I'm sure that we are going to be thinking critically about this in days, weeks, and years to come, and especially particularly here on the Thinking Tree. Yep. All right. Well, that wraps up uh, another tough subject here. Um, well done. And we're great, grateful for the time. Uh, friends, we pray this conversation has helped you to renew your minds and to reform your hearts. And we'll see you next time on the Thinking Tree. Thinking Tree.